episode is brought to you by Squash Clothing and Sugar Life. Welcome to the Overly Excited Podcast, hosted by Jack Watts and Dale Sidebottom. Two friends with a passion for life, learning... And all things that get them jumping out of their seats. <laughs> Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we are here, episode number 23. We did miss last week, did we, Dale? Did we miss last week or we're, we're up to date? No, we're up to date. We had, uh, we had Doc last week. We had the mighty Doc last week, which was outstanding. You've been over in Kenya... For the week, you've had a very big week. Um, I've actually finally got off the piss and had a pretty, pretty good week, uh, which has been, which I guess we'll have a, an interesting little contrast. You and I have been able to talk about how we're feeling at the moment, but um, but uh, it's good to be back. Ep twenty three, um, and uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty special episode last week with Doc. Um, you know, I think just hearing from someone who can. Uh, speak from their own experiences going through certain things. Um, it's I find that so valuable. They're not just talking on you know what they've learned or yeah. what they've heard or what they've read. It's um, you know this is what actually happened to them and how they felt and how they got through it. Um, I loved you know his compassion and his empathy and his understanding and um, you know the way that he's fought through everything that he he sort of struggled with for a while and it's. It's not as if he's, um, you know, he's fixed or anything like that, but he's he's worked on it and he's managed it, and he, you know, can live a pretty uh, a pretty um, fulfilling life now. So so true, mate. I think uh, I think that word fixed. Like I think some people like there's no no one's ever fixed, mm. but there's things you can do to overcome and manage. And I, I, as I said, I knew Doc and I've heard his story a few times now because we both grew up in Shepparton. He actually uh, owned Yahoo Bar and for anyone in Shepparton, it used to be the place. <laughs> I remember I went to Chaco when I'd finished uni, I went back to Shep and I was uh, teaching and I used to DJ at uni and things. And I remember going down to Yahoo Bar, I thought it made it. I was, I was <laughs> DJing down there. I'm like, look at this, nothing better. Anyway, so I knew Doc, know him well, and I've had him on um, other podcasts a couple of times. I've heard his story, but... I am still fascinated for someone that was debilitated, couldn't leave the house, to be able to get up and do a stand-up comedian routine. Mm. Now, like, oh, that's, for me, that's just cringe. Like, cringing, like, I I just couldn't do it. I loved loved how he spoke about how he felt what really helped him. Like, he went back to study and he learnt all about the science behind everything. And I think when something can, when you can make sense of something or you can sort of understand, all right, what's actually going on in my body here and what, you know, he worked it out from sort of the ground up. Um, And I think that's really, like, I've certainly found that with things that I've struggled with or in the past or, um, you know, something that's hasn't been going really well in my life or whatever it might be. When I go and re- and educate myself on it, you know, deeply and sort of find out and, you know, go and listen to people who have been through similar things and what helped them and why, why they feel the way they do and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I feel like that's a, a really valuable tool. So it was interesting to hear that that was sort of the catalyst for him that helped him, you know, handle it. I, I love that as well. And particularly the lived experience is very important, but then how you can actually practically change it. Mm. You know, a lot of people will tell you how to change things, but they actually haven't gone through anything themselves. Mm. And that's where, that's the difference. You know, he's got the story behind it and people can relate to that, no doubt. Probably nowhere near as bad as what he went through. But um, with your studying, because it, I'll get this wrong, M- MBA, MB- MBA, yeah, MBA, did an MBA, yeah. Um, did, that, did that help you with any aspect of your, like, be honest, like, no, like, I know it's a very cool thing to achieve, but mm. 
by doing that and committing to it, did you find figure out anything about yourself? Like, um, oh, look, probably not so much with the MBA. It's, yeah. you know, it's a business. It's a very, you know, academic sort of degree. And, um, you know, it, it, it helps me business wise and it helps me, you know, with what I'm doing now with work and, and so, sort of thing like that. But, you know, personally, probably not, not so much. Um, you know, I think it, what it did show me was that I can sort of stick through things that I don't enjoy and I, I'm pretty persistent and, um, because there was, you know, plenty of times. I guess it was pretty dry. Five years, six years, I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, was it pretty dry, mate? Oh, mate. <laughs> Citation. If I never have to cite anything ever again, I'll be a happy man. You know, you, you can't write anything without finding where you or cited, yeah. where you got it from and which, you know, academic paper and author and this and that. It's like, fuck off. Like, it's just, yeah. So that's not my, my wheelhouse, but. <laughs> You did it though. Did it? Yeah. Finished it. Um, yeah. Happy with that. But um, but I think more on the other thing, you know, for me, it's probably like you know, alcohol, um, uh, childhood, you know, experiences and trauma and what you, you know, why do we feel like those things are the things that I love. You know, it's almost like I enjoy finding more out about them because it it's enlightening and I, and you know, I can relate to a lot of it and. Um, so that's probably more of what I was saying when I said, like, you know, I like to educate myself yeah, yeah. on certain I, things. I thought you knew yeah. what you were saying. I, yeah. just, I was just curious, to be honest. Because mm. like, I, I did uh, PE in human movement. I was 21, very immature. Mm. And I actually wish I could go back now and probably do some of the subjects because mm. I'm really interested in a lot of it. But I couldn't tell you one thing I learned. Yeah. I literally couldn't. I don't even know how I passed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, I was nah. a horrible student. Mm. I really enjoyed university, but, uh, yeah, you know, when you're probably a little bit more mature and you can, yeah, there was things you did that you'd like to know more about now and I think yeah. that would be that aspect. Yeah, I think, I, I reckon for me, I reckon there's a chance later in life for me that I will go back and do something like, I, I guess similar to Doc, you know, like that was something that he was incredibly interested in. We're, like for me, I sort of, you know, I did the MBA because I thought I'm starting my own business and it makes sense, you know, academically and, and career-wise. Whereas I'd love to just do something where you go, you know what, I really want to learn more about human behaviour or psychology or yeah. whatever it might be. I think that's – I think that would be a totally different experience for me because I would be interested in what yeah. I was trying to learn. Um, whereas, you know, I haven't really – even at school I remember like – you know, I did the biology and, you know, maths methods and all these, you know, all the just smart numbers. classes. Well, just because <laughs> I was, that's what I was good at. And yeah. I was, and it, and that, that's what got graded up. You know, you got yeah. extra points and whatever, and it's better for your score. It's like horrible system. It's a horrible, it's a horrible way to it's do all it. Comparing, you know, like I talk about this all the time because I obviously mm. do a lot of work in schools. We're compared the whole way through school. We leave school, we stop getting compared, yeah. you know, but people, still want to compare themselves yeah. and then it com starts comparing on things that we shouldn't be, mm. you know, your status, how much money you earn, mm. you know, what you're driving, what you own, all these things because we're, we're, that's how we're educated and we're being brought up from, you know, prep till year 12 and then you go to university, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. It, uh, it doesn't relate to real life. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a bit of a B for me that one. Yeah, no, definitely. like it doesn't doesn't compare people how empathetic and caring yeah. and compassionate and kind and nice, you know, like that's not even on that's none of that. No, but they're skills that good people have. 
Not if they got a good enter score. Mm. Yeah, you know, like how when was the last time someone asked you enter score? Never. Never. And if someone did, I'd laugh at them and say, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're just so humble. You don't want to tell. Them. You don't want to tell them about the your '96 that you had. I think I got about uh, '77. I think Jacko. Hey, that's pretty good. That's about the same as me. Yeah, so. Well, anyway, there we go. Now, mate, uh, I must admit, and for listeners, if I'm slurring a little bit here, it's. Uh, <laughs> You've had a long week. Yeah, I have. I have, and uh, that's. I, I wanted to share a bit of a story today. Look, I was where we're recording today, Jacko. That's uh, obviously my office as well, and I've been. I got back from Kenya uh, about a day ago. Um, you know, when you – like for some reason, I just nearly started crying today. Like mm. just because like I feel like I'm doing life, like everything below par. Like I'm doing a lot of things and I feel like I'm doing a lot of things not well. You know, like my relationship with Brady, like I'm I, – I just don't feel like I'm a good husband. Even though I'm really trying, just things – it's like I can't do anything right because – I'll snap or I'm too tired or like, mm. you know, and it, that if it's not fair on anyone else, mm. my kids, you know, like I go away every now and then and then you come back and they're like, they're young. So they're like, why have you been away? And so they're standoffish. And so then because you're tired and you get a little bit grumpy with them and you snap and then that affects mm. your partner and it just snowball. But then you start feeling about yourself and then your friends and family, like I haven't been able to catch up with anyone for a long period of time and I don't really ring my parents or my sisters, you know, like, and you start resenting yourself for that and you're thinking, oh, I'm not a good brother or a good friend. I've even mm. got, like, one of my best mate's weddings tomorrow and I'm excited for it but I'm so tired mm. that you're just like, how do you put that mask on to keep going? Because then I know that's going to affect, I'm not going to the get better and, the and then day. I'm going to be the same for my kids, my wife, my friends, my family and, like, my work. You know, normally when I fly to these places, I allow myself a couple of days to... Settle in, you know, let the jet lag. So I had a 26-hour flight. I got in at 6 p.m. I tried to sleep a bit and then four days in a row I spoke. On the last day I had to cut my session short because I wanted to get to the airport early. Probably talk about that. I get a little bit <laughs> I get anxious unless I'm there very early. And then literally I got on a plane and flew 26 hours and back into it again. Yeah. And like, I know I've got to do that. You've got to work. But, yeah, I suppose yeah. I just wanted to share that. Like I'm sure you've felt this before. I know you have. Mm. Like when you – you're trying, like I'm trying my best and I know I need to do things in my life. And mm. like personally, me that I pride myself on looking after, I feel like a shell of a human mm. and you've just got to keep faking it in all aspects of your life. Mm. And even faking it, I feel like I'm doing not as good job as what I should. You know when you're just yeah. like, that's an over messenger tonight and say, man, if you, if you can come early, like I'm... Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, does that relate or I don't yeah, know, mate? I, I think just like listening to you, to you right there, it's like it feels like you're just burning yourself at all areas. Like, yeah. um, you know, I think what we've spoken about and, you know, Mellow and Doc and what I think so many people have spoken about on this pod even is is like you got to look after yourself <laughs> first. And it sounds like to me, it just sounds like you're not looking after yourself yeah. and that's affecting all areas of your life and then that makes it even harder on yourself because then you get down on yourself because you're feeling like you're not doing the, you know, you're not holding up your end of the bargain with Bree and the kids and you, then you're not getting to the gym as much as you, you know, you're not doing as well in the gym or you're not um, calling your parents or being there for you because you're fucking exhausted and yeah. you 
But then you got to oh shit, I need to make some money. I got to make the money, so I got to go to Kenya. Yeah. So I got to go, and then I got I've got four days. Shit, I'll, you know, I can get that extra little bit of cash if I stay the extra day. But then I get back the day before my best mate's wedding, yeah. and then I'm fucking stressed about that. So you just like you just, and the thing is like. Normally I used to do these long trips and you'd come back and you have a day to sleep or whatever. But now it's like I get back and I'm on, you know, mm. the kids and I've got to still try and work and be there for Bree. Mm. It, like there's like I want to look after myself, but you just can't. Yeah. And I just, it's like I'm stuck. Like I know what I need to do, but I just can't do it. Mm. And I know that uh, I probably can't do those overseas trips. As, and I don't do many now. I used to do a lot. Mm. But it's such a rewarding, impactful thing. You know, like I had mm. people from all over Africa there. It's like an incredible experience. I was there seven years ago and the same faces greeted me. And like, it was, mm. you know, I got a lot of places and it was just one of the most beautiful, like the people, like mm. it, it makes you feel amazing. But then I, like, I'm faking it. And then you get to the end of the day and go back to your hotel and you nearly crash, you know, mm. and you're doing that cycle. Yeah. So sometimes, like, I know what I need to do. I just can't. And what do you think it? that is? Like, what do you think you do need to do? Slow down a bit or oh, like I just take a bit of... I don't know. Like, and I bet people are listening that have got young kids and I know people say it gets a little bit easier. But like, yeah, that the world we live in and it's great. Bree's got a career and I'm so proud of her and her career and that's just as important as mine. Unfortunately, mine means that I have to go away for little bits of time, you know, to do... And they're, like, they're good gigs, you know. I've been mm. doing this eight years now. Like, it's... It's pretty rewarding on all fronts, but then what? At what cost does that come mm. to? As we just spoke about, my relationship, my kids, my family, my friends, and more importantly, myself. Mm. And that's where I'm really starting to weigh up, you know. Like, and I, I have knocked back a couple of international gigs later this year just because I don't physically think I can do mm. it, you know. Like as I said, I was nearly crying today, mm. and I'm like, I'm just sitting here nearly crying by yourself, and you're like, whoa, that's. There's something something going on something's there. not right there, mm. you know, and, and I find it, and you'd be the same, like starting a business. Mm. It's very hard to say no, you know, like when you want every door to open and you're trying to make all these opportunities, I probably don't need that now, but because for so many years I've just been scrapping, grinding, mm. I, I don't, I, I find it really hard. Mm. I feel like you and I are probably similar as well in that. That fear of missing out, like yeah. oh, if I don't give give that a crack, what if what about the opportunity I might miss out on? What if I meet someone there that you know, or opens what if this door. You know, opens this? Yeah. Or, um, but I mean, as you know, I think as you said, it's like you you weigh up um, at some point, you weigh up where you're at, what, what the effect it's having on you and your family, and and you know what's more important is you know going on a, a trip to you know speak to kids overseas and whatever it might be or you or the people who love you the most in this world and yeah. they're going to be there forever and no matter what they're you know they've got your back should you you know maybe it's like yeah and we all sort of it's like those priorities and where we you know you're probably trying to do everything you can because you want to support the family whereas maybe it's you know it might just be a bit of extra like the way that you can support them even better is if you're fresh and actually feeling energetic and feeling like you could, you've got time to give them and yep. an energy rather than oh i got us an extra bit of cash yeah. because i you know so true mate mm. and as you like and that's exactly what i thought about today mm. you know like and i look at my week next week and i'm all over the state of four big keynotes mm. and i'm like i'm only away a couple of nights you know but like i look at it and money is something that obviously we all need mm. But that's not what my kids are going to remember when 
or my wife. Mm. You know, and I couldn't agree more. And I, I think it's just really hard when you, you've you been in that situation. I know you have with squash and things like that, mm. that you don't even, you're just so, it's not fixated, but you, you're you struggling and you're trying to build and yeah. you need that money and, and you just you just do anything. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably in a position where I don't need to do that now, but I find it hard and I find it really hard not uh, like letting people down. Mm. And I know this is a big, like we've spoken about this again. Mm. Like I don't like letting people down when they want something, but yeah. what I'm doing is by doing that, I'm letting myself down. Yeah. And as you're saying, it's so true. Like I know it, mm. but how do you t- like, uh, yeah. it's really hard to know it, but actually do it. Yeah. 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 And it sort of comes in waves a bit too. I'd imagine like it's, you know, it's probably been a fucking hard week this week and it's probably right at its peak right now. <laughs> you know, you're probably feeling that, um, you know, and so do you make decisions now or do you wait a week or two or do you, um, you know, try to come up with other, yeah, I don't know. It's oh, it's just one of those things that you just, uh, you need to prioritise what's important to you. Mm. And I think, uh, you know, we speak about this a lot. We prioritise our health and making sure we look after ourselves and things like that. And mm. I think that's just as important as the things I've been speaking about. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, and no one will care where I spoke or where I travelled to with work, and mm. I won't either. You mm. know, I'll, I'll care if I'm happy and healthy mm. and so are the people in my life. Yeah. And then yeah, that's I just – I think that's – Like your relationships and – I've always sort of had this mantra. It's like your life is about who you spend it with and, you know, your relationships and your friendships, Yeah. Um, you know, and the love and care that you can, you know, both give and receive. Like I think, you know, for me, if, if I had to do this life on my own, I'd, I'd, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't cope. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's, um, it's, and, I think that the hard thing with that, and I think we're probably quite similar in that in that aspect where we love, that's what we care about, but it's almost like we spread ourselves too thin <laughs> and we give that to more people than, than deserve it, sort of, not that deserve it. But no, no, no. I th- I, do you know what? I actually think that's, I know that's harsh. Mm. I couldn't, I think that is a word. Because you've got the people who really matter, we probably just almost take them for granted a little mm. bit. I know personally, like I've had best mates tell me this a lot, you know, especially if I'm out in the piss or if we're out or whatever, but but even, even you know, just in general, like I'll give my time up to everybody yeah. and I'll try and go and say, I'll try and go and get to know this person and meet this random, you know, couple over here because when I'm here with 10 of my best mates who I probably won't see for the next, you know, two, three, four <laughs> weeks and I'm sitting here and I've the perfect opportunity to fucking spend some quality time with them but off I'm going trying to, you know, spread it everywhere and it's like, you know, it's sometimes you really got to... You, how do you change that though? Because I've, I've seen you, you've, that's... Mm. I, think I've, I, I think I used to do that but I've figured that out now. Mm. Like, particularly because oh. I don't really go out much or anything so when yeah. I do I want to make sure... But I was exactly the same. Mm. I'd just walk off and meet random people and think mm. they're my best mate and you'd never see them again. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, that was and fun. And your whole night is gone. Yeah, and then yeah. you're like, and, but then you're just letting other your mates down and they're yeah. probably talking behind your back like, what's he doing now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it must be. I, I, that's, we are very similar in that as, yeah. aspect. I, yeah, and, and that's where for me like drinking and, you know, partying and stuff, like that's where a lot of that stuff comes in. I, You know, if I'm not drinking – I don't do that yeah. at all and I'm present and I'm, you know, and I think it's, um, yeah, I, I think for me like the 
the biggest and you know it's interesting because i've fucking had a week and a half off the piss and you know <laughs> and so i'm sitting here feeling good and, <laughs> and i can opposite ends of the table yeah ex- <laughs> like, isn't it funny how often are we just we're <laughs> on the same fucking planet <laughs> <laughs> Literally, oh, like mate, I've been good, and then you rolled in. Now I'm all yeah, over the show, and yeah. you're looking really good, though, yeah, mate. Yeah, no, <laughs> fresh. It, it's it's funny, but <laughs> but it's funny because I get into this point, and I go, shit, like I am such a fucking better person, <laughs> and I can, and I, and I'm true to my word, and I am reliable, and I'm caring, and I'm generous, and I give to, you know, when I'm like this. And as soon as it's, you know, gets off the rails a touch, it's, um, you know, you just, I just lose a lot of that, a lot of that really good stuff because, you know, half the week you're just trying to get out of bed and you're feeling shit and you're just, you know, you're just trying to get through and someone reaches out to you and you go, nah, I just need to go home and go to bed. <laughs> Whereas, you know, you when you're feeling fresh and energetic and you're healthy and it's like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I'm clear in the head. No, I don't want to do that. I'm going to, you know, spend more time here or whatever it might be. So I think for me, yeah, it's just that it's that relationship with alcohol and partying. And I think again, that comes back to always wanting to be liked and always wanting to be so the alcohol takes that pressure away. So I feel like I can, you know, I, I'm more relaxed and I'm going to make friends. It's like, well, you're going to, yeah. you're going to make fake bullshit friendships, which aren't going to last ever. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to hurt the ones that really matter. Um, isn't it, isn't it like, I think exactly like what we're just talking about. It's just that self-awareness. Mm. We both know it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I know I probably shouldn't go overseas and yep. talk and have like a ridiculous turnaround time. You know. Yeah what's good for you but it's really hard to change uh, it's yes. really difficult to um isn't it and it's um it's in, in saying that like i think it's sort of um you know and i hate to sound like a broken record because i feel like i've talked about this for a year and a half or two years on this potty but but also at the same time like i see a lot of people that it's like it's not when you slip off the bandwagon or if you have a bad week or if you have a bad month or two months, you don't go back to where you started. You know, you've learned so much and you have to go through those things to learn again. And as long as you, as long as like we're trying mm. and it's sort of, and you own it and you own it yeah. and you're aware and yep. you, and you know, I feel like, Clearly, we're we're pretty aware of <laughs> what we're. <laughs> we talk about these things. About I reckon I now. spoke about it. I've done about five big trips in the last <laughs> six months. I reckon each time I've come back, come back, I've... this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I've spoken about the same thing. I reckon you spoke about the same thing. Yeah. Oh, anyway, well, I do appreciate that chat, mate. Mm. And I think exactly what you said. I'm. I do understand it, and mm. I think each time you do it, you make little changes, yeah. and it slowly gets better. So. Thank you for that. Now, I've got one for you, mate. Mm. This uh, phenomenon around the world, like you can't even get a ticket. Oh. T-Swizzle, mate, at the G, was it 96? 96, 96. We got Getaway Car as our secret song. Don't you worry about that. I I don't really know. We got a little mashup. I don't really know songs or anything, but (laughs) it must be incredible. How I don't reckon there's ever been, I know there's been mega bands and things Mm. like that, but as far as it, like, an icon or mm. a movement. Mm. She she seems like perfect. Yeah. Like uh, anyway, I, what was it like? And can you just? I don't understand it. Can you? <laughs> offer, 
I mean, a Look, 38-year-old bloke that mm. he's got no idea, but the inc- it was incredible. Yeah. Look, I, I didn't really understand it either until well, not a, until I went. You're not into it. Well, Look. not I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not a crazy fan of her music, or I didn't know a lot of her songs or anything. But um, but one of my mates obviously got the tickets, and and um, you know, I was I was like, yeah, absolutely, I'll come. And because I'm all, for, I, I love, yeah, love what it. she stands for, and, and her, you know, messaging and whatnot. And so for me, like, it was more about that. It was more about the people and the messages. And as you say, like, she just seems perfect. And I'd always think, oh, there's got to be, you know, it's like the doubt or tall poppy or <laughs> it's like there's got to be something wrong with her. Or do, you reckon, do you reckon that's from your day playing footy? Oh, <laughs> I think it's just from living in Australia. Fucking <laughs> hell. We try you to did pull... cop it though, mate. Like from... Yeah, but we pull, we pull anyone <laughs> down, don't we? I know we do. I know we do. We, that's, it's funny you look at mm. it like that, but did you find anything? No. Well, no. I mean, there, she's just an absolute queen. And like she, her messages, it's just genuine. It's like, and it's it's so simple. It's like such simple shit. Like just be kind to each other and speak to the person next to you and trade friendship bracelets and get to know each other and come on this journey and, and you know, I'm not perfect and you're not per- – no one's perfect but help each other and love each other. And, you know, it was actually – it was funny because I got right – you know, you know me, I'm a bit out there. And, oh, I did see you. Yeah. I don't know if anyone – yeah, you probably you – pro- oh, anyway, this would be a funny story for you. I was like I, – I appreciate a dress-up. Yeah. You go next level. I like. go next level. So I've gone, the, <laughs> I've gone the little pink crop top with some tight blue pants and <laughs> – and a pink cowboy <laughs> hat with a, you know. So look, I get it. I, it may have came across that you know it was maybe I was mate does, no. sexually. Who knows? But who cares? I was all for it. I embrace that. Exactly. I think it was brilliant. Exactly. And so do I. Clearly, <laughs> I know you do. And um, <laughs> but it was really interesting. So I was. We got dropped off. So me and my mate Davies, at, who we play golf with, yeah, um, hits a lovely ball. I think ooh, I said that last time. Hits ooh, a lovely crisp. ball. Ooh. Ooh, so anyway, we've gone in together, two two straight men, you know, wearing crop tops and tight <laughs> little pants, and a pink um, cowboy hat. <laughs> so we're walking across from Amy Park. We got dropped off at Amy Park, and there's all these Melbourne Victory supporters walking oh, across. They didn't abuse you, did they, mate? It really? was incredible. So. Wow. And this is, it was a really sort of eye-opening experience. In 2024. 2024. That's. And so we're walking over and and, it, and I, I, we were getting looks, like we were just getting looks nonstop. But then first comment came, you know, like, like poofed her or whatever. Really? Yeah, poofed her, like under their breath as Did they're walking feel, past. Sorry, I've cut you off a bit here because I can't believe this. Mm. Did you feel like I was pulling people, I like. I yeah. pull people up now because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, you can't speak like that. But yeah. probably in that context, you're not going to educate those people and you, you're yeah. best thing you can keep walking. Well, the first one, after the first one, we sort of – I was almost in shock. I was like, was that was that us? Like, yeah. Is that happening? And then we kept walking. And the next group is about a group of 10, 10 guys mm, walking across. Mob. mob mentality. And they've gone with the F, you know, like faggots. Like, really? And I, I just – Normally, Davies is the one that fires right up. I'm the, you know, pacifist. I'll sit back. But I was like, no, nah, I'm not copping this. So I've turned around and said, boy, boys, like, who said that? Come and, you know, say it to my face. Like, that's ridiculous, blah, blah, And they just keep walking. Yeah. Off they go. Ah. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm going after him. So I've walked <laughs> after him and I'm yelling at him like, boys, which one of you said it? Like, actually come and t- say it to my face. And obviously, they're probably not expecting me to or, you know. Yeah. 
But it was just, it, for me, it was, um, you know, to be... And then after that, I felt uncomfortable. I started feeling... Yeah, you shouldn't. I started feeling, shit, I shouldn't have worn this or, oh, I'm going to... And it was it was amazing because it made me feel... I, I was like, fuck, this is what a lot of people go through who are in the minority, who are doing, you know, whatever that... Like, that's different to, you know... Imagine that every day. Exactly. Boy. And it was it was just oh. mind-blowing. And But then the funny thing was... As soon as we get over the bridge to the Taylor Swift fans, you boys look amazing. <laughs> you boys, can we get photos? Can we exchange bracelets? You know, so it's just it was such a it was incredible to sort of see that difference in how people, yeah, as you said, twenty twenty four, and that's that's happening. And but then you get into an environment where they all look up to this woman, yeah, who, who's created who treats people, mean. yeah, who spreads an incredible message who is a decent human being who is about care and love and you know and all of a sudden it's bang the arms are around you and i felt a million dollars like i felt amazing because everyone's coming over to us going you boys are amazing good on you you know having a that's 200 meters apart yeah like for people that don't know Melbourne, like it's, yeah. it wouldn't even be 200 no, meters over the bridge. It's yeah, wow. it was incredible. Isn't it like it just? Ah, oh, and I think that's so important. The people you surround yourself with mm. is that's very important. But I, I just yeah. it makes me sad that mm. I and probably you know what probably not a bad thing for you to experience. I've never experienced that. Yeah, because like, yep. I've never known yeah. what some you know we talk about being empathetic. Yeah. Well, I, can't be empathetic for some. I, I try to be, but until mm. you get mm. imagine getting that daily. And I think, like, wow. that's, I think for me, yeah, exactly. Like I probably, I probably would say I am very empathetic because during my f- career, I, as you said, I popped a fuckload <laughs> of shit. Sorry, and, yes. you know what I mean. So oh, I, I do, so mate. I, under- I think that's take your hat off. Like, like that's what I've always said. You know, people always ask me, "Oh, what's Jack mm. like?" I said, "Do you know what? He's the nicest, kindest person you could ever meet." Yeah. For what. You went through, yeah. and I completely agree with that. And, but I think it's it's almost like it's good to just have a bit of a reminder mm. and just go, okay, shit, like that's what a lot of people go through for their entire life, yeah. or just for just for being who they are, mm. just for for living their own life and loving whoever they want to love, or you know, supporting whatever. Like people get absolutely slammed for you know this stuff, and um, yeah, so it was a, it was a good little. I guess, reminder and, um, you know, it just makes me want to f- be more supportive and, and you know, yeah. support people who are going through a tough time. And Do you ever wonder, I, I always think now, what must that person be going through that said that, mm. you know, that said those words? Mm. Like, you know, I take my hat off the other side and mm. think about they, how bad of a spot must they be in that they feel the need to say those hurtful, harsh remarks? Yeah. And again, I look at it and I'm like, it's just education. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's education. If that guy had, you know, if one of his brothers or his best mates was gay and he's, yeah. he's he knows this person and he loves this person and he knows what the, the shit that they go through on a daily basis, whatever, there's no way he's doing that or, you know, I you can only sort of speculate or imagine, but I, I'm guessing he's grown up with... Yeah, but that's hatred, he, like to say something like that, he must just he must anger. Mm. Like, that's anger, you know. Like that's, that's aggressive mm. to yell out. And I'll be honest, I I don't like going to the footy that much because mm. I hate the way people talk. Yeah, you don't walk down the street 
and yell at people, yeah. particularly umpires and things like that. And then I see, and this, this is a problem, I bet Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, mm. but his old man, mm. his kids, same thing. And you see that at the footy where these adults are screaming abuse. And mm. it, I just can't have it. Yeah. The kids are next to them, they're doing it too. Yeah. It's generational. And you go to schools and like, oh, why is a kid like this? Well, I know why the kid's like that. That's not the teacher's. Look at their parents. Mm. You can educate someone as much as you want, but they go home, that's a language, that's a role model, they're sponges. But I'd it makes say, me sick. I'd say that your, your parents are your number one educators. 100% they are. And so it's not about school education, it's about life. It's about what you experience and what you see. Like I think from the ages, you know, from 5 to 10 to 12, they're the most important. If you're getting taught and you're seeing your father being abusive or being you know, whatever, or disrespecting people or di- you're going to grow up and that's normal. Yeah. Whereas if you're, if you're getting taught as a five-year-old, six-year-old, that's ingrained, like it, it sticks with you. And yes, you know, people like some incredible people who, who grow up with really, you know, tough upbringings, like some incredible people can, you know, overcome that, get over it and, and educate themselves yeah. once they get a bit older. And, but that's, you know, it's, Small percentage. it's tough. Yeah. It's hard to do once yeah. it's been there for your, you know, your formative years, I reckon. So with that, mm. how, I know we've spoke about your career and things like that, but you, how do you deal with like, cause you got, like you copped it, mm. like particularly as a young kid, like, did you, did you have a way of dealing with it or push it aside or like, did you just ignore it? Like, what what um, did you do? I think like, honestly, this, and this is, you know, what it comes down to really is, exactly what we were just talking about like at the end of the day i i had received and been given so much love and like confidence growing up as a kid and and i had such belief in myself that i was a good person overall so not just not a good football a good person Oh, footy! Yeah, I know, but irrelevant. that I yeah. loved. Heat. That's amazing, mate. Yeah, because that—that's all life is. Mm. A good person, Did, and so that helped you. Well, that was the only thing. Because wow. then, because then I'm getting told I'm shit at footy, and that's meant to be what I'm. You know, that's meant to be who I am. I'm yeah. this AFL football. But people don't walk into squash now and go, "You shit on the phone, Jack." No, you're not making sense. You're perfect. Yeah, like, yeah. But they're like, but they they have the right to do that when you're working. Yeah, at a game, I I can't I. It's a different. It's just you got different uh, parameters yeah, when you're why? when you're a sports Why do people person. feel that they can do that? And they the, what, the way they justify it is, oh, you get paid. Oh, you get paid good money. So CEOs get paid a lot of money. Yeah. You're not walking in and abusing them. Yeah, no. So exactly. so you got through it. I'll cut you off so many times, and I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> far out, Bit frazzled. No, no. Um, you got through it by just knowing your morals and your true values because how you're brought up. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think like at. In the end of the at the end of the day, I just sort of told myself that I had a great friendship group. I had great family who all loved me. Yes, I'm fucking not perfect, and I made mistakes, and you know. But I know that, like deep down, I want the best for others, and I look after people, and I love my friends and my family, and I'd do anything for them, you know. So, if this person wants to sit on their keyboard and say that you know I'm a disgrace and they wish that I was fucking dead and they yeah. wish that I was, you know, oh. whatever they want to say. It's like, I, I don't, why would I, if my dad was saying that to me, <laughs> then I'd take it on board, you know, <laughs> because I fucking yeah. respect what he says. Whereas, I, I, you know, I, I learned to 
anyone who wasn't in that little circle, whatever they said, and and it went like good or bad, you know, like because I'd have a couple of good weeks, and all of a sudden everyone's saying, "Oh, he's great, he's great." And it's like. I know this is going to turn. <laughs> I know this this doesn't last for long. Summer doesn't last forever in Melbourne. It does doesn't it? last forever, so you know to not get um you know not get overly consumed with the highs and then you know to just uh, you know avoid the lows really. Oh well, mate, it's uh, I take my hat off to you because mm. like no one else has to put up with that scrutiny. I suppose mm. I don't know. Like you see it a lot, but I just I still struggle to understand and we talk about education and things like i remember going to the kid uh the footy with my old man and as a kid and the same thing still happening today you know so yeah is education working or mm. do people particularly grown men feel that the moment you go to a sporting arena that it's okay mm. to forget the morals and how you need to act in society mm. and that all goes out the window because it's a sporting arena and you've paid to be there. Well, that's the, that's the other thing that's hard to, you know, and you don't want to stereotype or whatever, but I guess, you know, using that example of, um, and, you know, I hated getting stereotyped as a AFL footballer, so I'd hate to do this, but I guess like walking over from, you know, the victory fans, you know, that sporting yeah. male dominant environment, Compared to going over to Taylor Swift and it's, you know, 90% female and the just the difference in love and compassion and thoughtfulness and support, you know, is, you know, I, I, I just totally understand. And look, fuck, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty feminine bloke and, you know, I get that it's probably not for everyone, but I just, I totally understand it. You put Taylor Swift in charge of the fucking world yeah. and the place would be, just light years better than what do you know what I mean? And I, uh, I don't know exactly how it will work, whatever. No, but I, but I just love that. yeah, you because know. I, I think it's, uh, and that's probably why she is what she is, yeah. and it makes sense. And from what I've, I've been really curious about it because I'm like, how is this how is like it, it, mm. mental? But she has created an environment where everybody feels welcome, yeah. inclusive. They can come as they are. Yeah. No one's going to judge them. And everyone's accepted. Mm. That's all anyone wants in real life. Yeah. But unfortunately, people only get it for a three-hour concert. You know, they might have to pay a lot of money to get to, but that's why it's so desirable to be there mm. because unfortunately, most aspects of life, you get people walking across a bridge that for some reason may be angry at something in their life mm. and they'll throw away a comment that doesn't hurt them. But the moment you talk and let something out – that's out there forever and mm. it's not what it's done to you. It's what it's done to the other person mm. and they don't care. Mm. Uh, but that's where, as you're saying, when they go to Taylor Swift, you know you're not going to get that. You're yeah. going to get love. So yeah. it's filling you up like you could never imagine. Mm. And it's, you know, yeah, that's the difference between, I guess, the arts and music and sports or is, is that the difference? Like do you just sort of, yeah, spend your time elsewhere or spend your t – you know, as you said, like it comes down to who you surround yourself with and I guess, you know, hopefully over time the majority of people just want to sort of move more towards that, you know. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's mm. just, uh, I, I, just I don't know. I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen a huge change. No, but that's in... why, like, I've, I've been blown away by Taylor Swift. Like mm. I knew she was a good artist or anything. I, I don't really know any of her songs, but what she was able, like that's, so amazing. Yeah. She had like 6 million people in Australia on the wait list for her tickets or something. Like it's, you well, know, it's only, a quarter of the We only have 30 million people here, don't we? Yeah. Like that's 
you know, so it's yeah. and because she, she only did shows in Melbourne and Sydney, didn't she? Mm. And only three in each. I think so. Yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. And so I, <laughs> I was in Adelaide. Um, I was working and I was coming back on a flight on the Saturday morning, and three quarters of the plane were Swifties. Swifties. So they're like, and I was coming back from a workshop. I'd had a couple of beers the night before it. Pirate Life in Port Adelaide. Oh, it's a good Great venue. brewery. It's I, a great venue. I actually was disappointed there wasn't a statue of Jay Watts. <laughs> I was actually waiting for it. I was it. there most Fridays pre-season <laughs> after training, so I'm surprised there isn't one. But what, a, so. what a lovely place. But anyway, on the plane, I was like, they were just all, everyone was happy and up yeah. and about. And that's showing like she just, people were flying in from everywhere. Yeah. Uh, they're crazy when you can do that yeah, mate yeah so it was good like oh mate it was it was mind-blowing like yeah. honestly within the first five minutes i was just hooked and i was just i'm a swifty <laughs> through and through you know i was it was crazy like we got up there and we bang i'm sitting next to this, these two 12 year old girls and their mum and we just bang exchange friendship like, oh, what are you guys oh, you guys look great the girls were amazing that they're just obsessed behind us we had these two beautiful i think it was a, a mother daughter but she, the daughter was probably our age, a bit older, and yeah. they were both just stunning and just loved Taylor and then all, all over us, like, you know, so happy that we'd come and get involved as men and, you know. Um, and then, you know, Taylor comes out and the 96th out, you know, like every single one of them knew that, oh, she's coming out of the cleaning thing or she comes out of the cleaning bin or something and, oh, there's the cleaning bin and, and then they know every like, what? I'm going, what is going on here? But they know every song, every word to every like, you know, it's just a it means more to them than just music. It's yeah. like their life, you know, and, and what they what she has provided for them is like hope and security and you know, for a their community. for probably ten years. A you know? community. Yeah. Well, like yeah. that's probably what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. that's they call themselves Swifties. Yeah. That's a community. Yeah. Like minded people that accept and mm. oh, Oh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> well, what what else have we got on? We're, I've got a few things coming up. Actually, um, thirty six holes of golf tomorrow. <laughs> thirty six holes. I'm playing PK at seven a.m. and then drive straight down to Royal Melbourne and getting out there at one For o'clock. For people that don't play <laughs> golf, Jack. Now, let's talk about being a privileged white male. <laughs> I'm just talking so, about. I'm just talking about how I'm one of the people. So, and, you know. Jack, that's you, you're talking about being just a general punter mm. and just a person. Like, yeah. Can you tell people what those two golf courses are? Well, PK, I think, is just scratched. Number four. Yeah, maybe scratched into the top five in Australia. Yeah. And Royal Melbourne is is constantly at number one. <laughs> Number one or number two. So you know. people can't even play them in their life. And just on a casual Friday, mm. Jay Watts. Jay Watts, he's doing the double. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm off to see the rugby. I'm going to see uh, the Rebels. Oh, um, Union. The Union. Rebels Have you in ever the gone West. into Union? No, no, I haven't. Oh, I've got a little story for you. So when I was in when I was in London, Jacko, so I was doing supply teaching. You'd go to a different school. I did that for six months and it was... Very tough. Mm. Middle of London, like rough schools. One day I got this gig at uh, at a prep school, like a private school, and uh, all these little kids. And I thought they must all play cricket because they had blazers on there. They had like baggy greens on. That was just, <laughs> that was just their uniform. I'm like, oh, everyone's playing cricket. Anyway, I did a day there and the principal must have watched my lesson. And anyway, he rang me out that night and said, we'd love to create a, like a job for you, PE, and you'd be the head cricket coach. Second day, 
we're doing rugby union and I've got a fixture. And they're like, oh, he's an Aussie. He'll be right. So I'm out there umpiring and these kids are getting trampled on and I, I don't know the rules. <laughs> they're doing scrums and things. And I'm getting parents what, abuse. Preps? No, nah, these are like, nah, like a prep school preparatory. Oh. So there was like grade six. Like oh, big kids. Okay, big kids. They're like stomping on. I, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like. Is, is that allowed? A parent just took me off and, like, anyway, two days later I was on a three-day rugby course and I didn't know what it was. <laughs> They're like, aren't you Australian? I said, I just play AFL, not rugby. I mean, it, we, like know, a, we know league a little bit, but oh, union's, union's another beast. Union's a different thing. Mm. So, um, yeah, I do appreciate the game. I'd never play it. Yeah. You see these little kids, I'm like, why do you – Yeah, why They used to force you? them to do it. Yeah. Kids didn't want to play that. No way I'd mm. want to play that. When I was playing footy, I reckon the fence was on the ground to keep me in. I'd play that wide jack. Yeah. I hate getting tackled, let alone rugby. You know you're running at them. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so enough yeah, about me. That's you're madness. going to Rebels. I didn't Rebels Western Force. Rebels are almost bank. Oh, they are. Yeah, I thought I oh, didn't they get like a huge tax? They're done, yeah. Yeah, well, and like I, their board has to pay like 30 million or something. I think so, but they're gonna they're 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 gonna see out the season. Oh. And how, you know, talk about trying to find some motivation for somewhere. <laughs> the, the team's done after this year, but they've got to play out the year. So, um, I suppose they're playing, the players are playing mm, for a reason because yeah. they need a contract. Contract, yeah, it's true. I can't, but you wouldn't have thought the team environment would be that mm. sad. Be more the individual. Yeah. It's probably like PK or, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so that's a, that's a beautiful day tomorrow. Well, that's a big day, Jacko. But, but, Lucky you're fresh. Yep. Then next week, we've got. <laughs> The National on Tuesday night. I'm going to try and speak to Fred again on the Thursday and then I'm going to Wicked, the stage show, on Friday night. So I am pumped, Sidey. I've got a lot coming up that I'm passionate about. So just got to uh, sit back and enjoy the ride over the next few weeks. Mate, uh, my week, so I've got uh, my wife's, she's an environmental scientist, so she's got to go to our big solar plant in uh, Lake Yildon on Monday. Ooh. So we've got the boys all night. Then when she gets back, I'll drive to Geelong. Tuesday, I've got two keynotes in Warnable. <sighs> then I'll stay in Geelong that night, get back. Then I've got a keynote uh, on the Wednesday at Amy Park. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, very that's good. A, that's a bit local. and That's you know. nice. And I'll be able to come back home. Thursday, got the boys. And then Friday, I've got a gig at uh, Melbourne Girls College. So, Jeepers. There's oh, a bit on. There's a bit going on. And <laughs> so, you know, when you're just like, you're not feeling the best, okay? <laughs> I must admit, I feel a lot better than what I did when yes. before we started. I was texting you going, oh, can you hurry up? <laughs> it always gets me up and about. But, uh, oh, mate, it's good to have things to look forward to. I'm looking forward to them. But yeah. uh, how have you been hitting them anyway? Um, shit house. No, you're not. Oh, not. Not great. Not great. My handicap's probably going out the other way. But that's how I, you know. That's what I thought about this. So I'm playing with my mates to start with, and I'll get that. I'll get the warm up. So I'll get the eye in. I'll start hitting them well. I'll start putting well, and then I'm going to play golf with the new girl's mum. <laughs> so if I really want to impress, hopefully I've got the eye in. I'm hitting them flush. Get out there, have a good day at RM, and uh, and impress. So that's the plan. But, <laughs> although I'll probably get to uh, RM and be so frazzled and tired that I'll shank him and. I'll just think you've got another 18 and then the rugby, mate. Yeah. So uh, you'll be messaging me saying, oh, how do you feel? I feel like you. 
<laughs> I've um, overdone myself. Oh, well, Jacko, book a flight to Kenya and see how you go, mate. It's good for the soul, I say. <laughs> oh, mate, well, I feel better. I feel like I've uh, got a bit of a free... Uh, yeah, got a bit off your chest. feel like I've sat laid down on a couch and... Uh, Dumped a bit on you, mate, and you helped me out. Uh, but I do appreciate it. Episode 23. 23. Michael Jordan, uh, all time. Oh. Shane Warne, two kings for me. What's he wore it at Port Adelaide, too? Did you? Were you 23? Yeah. Were you? Yeah. You had to. That, uh, was, was is that Charlie Dixon? He's 22. He was 22, yeah. I think you were number four. 23. That was Melbourne. There we go. Yep. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, can't wait till next week. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And um, look, we'll try and be better this week and we'll, and we'll come back and we'll be pumping it next Friday. <laughs> See you, everyone. <laughs>